on this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. We will take you to Becky Rosen's School of Flirting. And Liz did not warn me about ghost children. You can hear my delightful recipe for a yellow-eyed chiller. And good news, you can't catch the Croatone STI. Let's do this. Welcome to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. I'm Diana. And Liz. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to our episode. And this week we're talking season five, episode nine, The Real Ghostbusters. But it's not the real Ghostbusters because no. they're not. I, I'm so. It's not. It's not. But. I wish they had on proton packs. That would have made this. An, I, I don't know if that's what you thought was coming in, but hi. Yeah, I can't. I'm very excited. We've been waiting weeks to talk about this episode with Diana. I know. And apologize. Uh, we did have this come out a little late because uh, I apparently have run myself into exhaustion doing life. Yay! Yeah. And I mean, sometimes we, we've only we just had a need a of- break. <laughs> Yeah, we've only had tons of travel activities, actual, like, I don't know, our day jobs that we have to do to pay bills and and other activities. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a, a very busy few weeks. And so, yeah, our apologies for the delayed delivery of our talking. I know you were, everybody was crying, but yeah, we're here, we're here. Sorry, it's just one week. Hold, hold your horses and it's going to be worth it. So uh, the fact that I'm not crying on camera. So, uh, so this week, yeah, we've been, like Diana said, it's been, there's been a lot of things going on. I had a house full of lovely guests for, for a while and love them, but a house full of people while well, I was working. So they were on vacation and that is not easy because you're like, Oh great. You're like, Oh, hanging out and watch TV. And I'm like, gotta work i'm a terrible house host whatever but then and then we went to dallas for wu-tang and to see diana and everybody and it was great but Mm -hmm. then i you know came back and did not take days off and just went straight to work and that was stupid yeah yeah yeah. that's that's a that's a tough one but we had our yeah go ahead well we had our big car show and then, uh, so invasion number 14 was a success, super fun day, even though it was hot for September, it was fine. Um, and, uh, and then we got to, obviously y'all came in town and we had got to have some pool time to end off summer and then go, uh, see Wu-Tang and Nas and Busta Rhymes. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's been very busy times, but good and yep. tiring. I and tiring. She actually took it. She actually took a day off, but yeah, I, th- okay. I don't know. I, we're not going to be competing the busy Olympics because we both have just been, yeah. been on the busy bus, the busy bee bus, riding bees. There was a lot of, yeah, it was a lot of balancing the conversation of like, should we take a week off? Oh, I feel kind of, oh, let's, we need to take a fucking week off. Like it was both of us on that train. So. Yep. yep. So but there we are. We're, we're back, and we're, we got this episode that Liz has been ramping me up for for weeks, for weeks. And yeah, I think are we just going to jump back it right into it? We can if you want. 
Okay. Hey. I mean, I got my Topo Chico. You've got yourself a fancy cocktail. We've uh, we got, um, you know, a quick overview of all of our goings on. Uh, if you follow our Instagram, you uh, saw our our stories of, and post actually post about our be at the Wu Tang show. And there we go. You better be following our Insta. Why are you not right. following our Insta? Why are you not following your Twitter that I never never post anything on? Why aren't you watch, following our YouTube? Why aren't you watching this on YouTube? If you're watching this on YouTube, you could go, are Liz's tits actually going to fall out of that dress? Because I don't know. I think they might. I can only see like part of myself in the camera. So at some point, Diana may have to make like a shocking motion to be like, girl. The girls. Adele, put your titties away. So subscribe to YouTube. You may see boobs. Probably not. YouTube wouldn't allow that. But you may. Hey. All right. <laughs> you never know. You and if my know. boobs do fall out, you better smash that like button. If you do <laughs> not smash that like button, right. I will be highly upset. So yes. let's jump into it. Okay. So the real Ghostbusters, which is based off the name, comes from the 80s cartoon the real ghostbusters so i'm not sure i like it i don't agree with the title but i don't either it was a choice you made it it first aired november 12th 2009 this is episode nine of season five it was directed by james l conway and we just saw him in fallen idols that was episode five so so we just talked about him then the story was by Nancy Weiner slash Baird. Uh, Weiner was her maiden name. And she is our writer's assistant who was before credited for the monster at the end of the book. And apparently Nancy is just full of super good ideas. And while they were filming for the monster at the end of the book, she turned to Kripke and said, you know, people really do LARP. Wouldn't they LARP as Sam and Dean? And then one day Sam and Dean could go to a supernatural convention where everyone is Sam and Dean. And Krippy thought it was a great idea. So they did it. Yay. Yeah. Go, Nancy. Speaking of LARPing. So I did get a text yesterday because Diana was at a punk rock show because we don't, we really don't stop. And she, tell me about the band that you oh, saw. Playing. So uh, for what well, we did, the, it was lag wagon tour with strung out opening. And there's a band called sack, like S A C K. That's the name of the band. It's a couple of guys from teenage bottle rocket. And they are very clever in their songwriting and like nerd clever for to be clear and they um i think it's i think the song's called like rpg but the chorus is live laugh larp and it's hilarious it's timely larping it's everywhere so we start off with the recap and there's a few things in this recap that probably made diana go hmm besides the fact that i was going you have to watch this episode you have to watch this episode have you watched the episode you may want to watch the episode twice you may want to watch it three times i don't know <sighs> um Man, I, I didn't take any notes on the recap. I was, but I was watching it. I was, the recap, I was sitting here like trying to figure out like, how is this going to tie in? Cause they, you know, it always hints at things that are going to pick back up. And like, it, it definitely didn't like clue you into really anything. I didn't feel like, I was like, oh, okay. These are random. These are very random, but there's a yeah. Becky. There's something from like season, like one. What, yeah. what the fuck is happening? Yeah. I don't know. So, but we start off with baby. 
She's going down the road to the Pine View Hotel. And there's suspenseful music playing. Very suspenseful music playing. I put exciting. I don't know suspenseful, but it's like, get your heart racing. Yeah, I was thinking like suspense movie music. That's what it sounded like. So we, uh, they pull the parking lot and there's three more babies parked there. Well, that's weird. And they all have different state license plates on them. And Sam's starting to run off, but Dean's very distracted by this because he realizes, because he notices cars, because he's a car guy. So he's like, this is weird. And who do we have outside pacing nervously? But Chuck. And apparently they got a life or dex dext life or dex. death text. That's from a, him. Life or death. Life or dext. It's a life, life or, or dex. It's a life or dex. It's a thing. The kids, they, you know, the acronyms these kids use today. So, but he didn't send it. Oh no! Mm. Who could have sent it? Our friend Becky's back. Oh my god, it's Becky. Becky. Yay. Yes, apparently she stole uh, Chuck's phone out of his pants, which is not a violation or weird at all. But anyway, why were you in? A, why were you in his pants, Becky? Ooh. Oh, but the, I love the interplay between her and Sam. And Sam yeah. says, "Of course, he remembered her name. He's been thinking oh, yeah. about her. Oh yeah, deeply. You could see that deeply. chemistry just like uh, like a rocket. Yeah. And this gentleman and uh, comes out and wearing like a. Looking like kind of like at this point, you're like, oh, is that the hotel manager or something? I don't know. And says, it's showtime. And they Chuck's apologizing already. So, you know, something fucked up's about to happen. And this is the point probably where I started to guess, oh, shit, it's a convention. Okay. But, was it the giant uh, sign? Was that what gave it away? Well, yes, but I'm saying like as the, with the cars and then Chuck being nervous and then back, I'm like, oh fuck! Like <laughs> before they even went in, I was like, okay, like, this is gonna be a convention because they do love like the, I I like that the show can make fun of itself in that way where they do like have like the fun crossover almost like like meta ish almost i guess it's no, not meta ish it is meta it's meta okay it is meta they are breaking the yeah. fourth wall with a sledgehammer and yes. somebody walks by in a leather jacket that looks just like dean's and he's got a samulet on and he goes hey dean looking good which i don't know why he did that reference that's weird because that's a punch uh-huh. reference i think is that who it is? But it's so. it's not that. But we also then start to see like a bunch of references to other things. There's a scarecrow. There's yep. a Bloody Mary. There are yep. clowns. There are yep. people with demon eyes. There's a yep. skinny woman dressed as Bobby. And there's a guy dressed as Ash. And then there are just tables of merchandise, merchandise, merchandise. And there's the name Paula and coffee cups. There's Chuck's mm-hmm. books. And it's more. And what is it? Supernatural convention. It's awesome. <laughs> you were waiting to say that. I was laughing oh, about like I was like, waiting some for the... you to say that, but you didn't. Sorry, failed. You failed me. Sorry, I dropped it. Yeah, and uh, I was amused at some of the things for sale, um, specifically the Got Salt stuff, which I've actually seen too since then. And uh, selling contacts, like somebody wearing like yellow eyes contacts. I was like, oh, that's that's a lot. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. So convention time into the convention room, uh, convention ballroom for the t- sit down panel discussions. And he is going, the host, um, who we, we find out there was a gentleman outside. He's, anyways, the ho- I guess the 
MC of the convention. Is that what MC. you describe him yeah. as? Yeah. Um, he's listing off the panels and activities of the day, and I was dying. What was your favorite? Uh, I, you know which one was not my favorite. I did like Frightened Little Boy, The Secret Life of Dean. You did uh, not like the homoerotic subtext of Supernatural? But it's great. They're pointing it out. They're saying this is what people talk about. Yeah. In fact, and they're, and they're poking fun at it. Yeah. Right. Just, and on the yeah. side of the stage, it does say the first, the first supernatural convention. And behind it, they have little Enochian sigils. So it looks like a devil's trap. Mm-hmm. And, but the first annual Winchester, the first supernatural con was actually Winchester con. And that was held October 13th through 15th in 2006. So that was three years before this came out. And that was in Nashville and approximately 250 people attended that. If you did attend, you got some swag. There was a welcome letter, a human bingo card. So you had to like pick out like it was a way to make people get to know each other at the convention. Yeah. I think uh, there were some toys and a bumper sticker that says driver picks some music shotgun shuts, his, shuts his cake hole. And my favorite panel from that was the Wincess slash no Wincess. They are so doing it are not with panelists, Buffly, Suzuki, Nobara, Sparky 76, Wolfling, Candy Graham and Ethros demon. Okay. That's funny. Yes. So I, I do appreciate that as a, <laughs> as a panel. And I so would have attended that panel mm. very much so. And I do I feel, I feel like, because we go to, and this is no diss on them, but mm-hmm. we tend to go to creations cons and the panels there tend to be more interviews with celebrities. Right. Which is fine, but I also love a good let's rip apart a story. Let's, and I know as we are going further into the year, so things are less, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, like the, the, like, like Leaky Con we went to a couple times, and it's, it was very much the other, they, well, they did have the pan, like the, the superstar, you know, the celebrity, whatever access. They, they also did have other, a lot more other panels going on, I would say. Not, not necessarily we spent a lot of time going to them always, but it was a nice offering and option to be able to do that and, and to be able to scan over and see if there was something, a discussion that was particularly interesting. It's a different take on fandom, I think. Yeah. So mm-hmm. anyhow, this fandom, there are a ton of people in this audience and they're all, everybody cosplayed. Good for you guys. All of, all of you. Yes. All applause. of you. Participation for sure. And now it's time for Carver Edland to address the attendees. So, uh, good old Chuck is super fucking nervous and awkward and chugs the entire, it was really, it was really good physical humor he did. I was, and I know we've enjoyed, I know you've been a fan and I've enjoyed podcast nemesis, Rob Benedict. Yes. Yes. Uh huh. Uh, but I thought it was, I was really impressed with his physical comedy here. I think it was a bigger opportunity for him to do that. And I really enjoyed just him in this episode in general, too. So, well, and what sure. is really funny is that, you know, this was before he went on to become the MC of all the supernatural cons that right. he, he's done so many since then. And this did air two nights after before his first real supernatural con so he went out on stage and he had a bottle of water and he just basically did the scene again because it had just aired and that Uh, amazing but so it helped him because he was nervous and then everyone was just like yay that's amazing what a good icebreaker 
Clever. Yeah. Clever. <clears throat> anyway, you so still are enemy. So he's still yeah. Nemesis. Nemesis. Anyways, um people are like asking him normal questions, like normal questions you would ask the writer of your a book that you love. Like, where'd you come up with the idea? And uh, you know, why why isn't there a bungee on their weapons? And how could how could they not tell that Ruby was evil? It's pretty funny. Uh, it so. is pretty funny. And the best reaction is Becky, who gets really pissed off at Fritz. He was cosplaying as the hook man. Yeah. And an interesting point, though, that I read on, I think it was on the wiki, that the book stopped publishing back in after uh, No Rest for the Wicked was published. So the people who were at that fan, at, at that con, wouldn't mm -hmm. know the rest of the story. They wouldn't have gotten to why Ruby was doing what she was doing and all the rest of the stuff in there. And so we don't know if, if Chuck told Becky, because clearly they have been chatting, but... Mm. So she might get, re you know, get, she gets so mad because she could be the defending. But I also dislike that she's just like, Fritz, if you don't like, you don't have to read the books, Fritz. Yeah, she is not, not pleased with him questioning the story. Um, anyways, and there, so, but the con, the, the basically the, the series, yeah, their books ended with Dean going to hell. And this is when Chuck gets to make his announcement that, uh, he has a wealthy Scandinavian investor and they're going to start publishing again. The boys are not amused. Pissed. They are pissed. Yeah. Um, so we cut to the hotel bar because that's, duh. I mean, there you go. Uh, and they're drinking. Yeah. No, if there coolers. is not. Yeah. If there is not a bar at a hotel convention, Diana will and I will leave the convention and go to a hotel to go to a bar. And we have done that yes. many times. Yes. yes. <laughs> So Chuck has brought over a yellow-eyed cooler, which is great. And I looked, there were some recipes online for them. So I made a semblance of one. Uh, it was supposed to have frozen grapes in it for eyes. But then I bought grapes and I had them delivered. And I didn't think about the grapes that I had delivered were purple. And those don't really look like eyes when you put them in a drink. And I really don't like things in my drinks. Like I don't like, you know, boba tea and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I was like. We're just not gonna do it. So you don't want to chew your drink. I don't want to chew my drink. I just don't like. Oh, that's gross. So this is. So if you want to make your own yellow-eyed cooler, this is some lemonade, some pineapple juice, coconut milk, and spiced rum. Because of course there's rum. And then I threw some ice in it and threw it in a blender. So it's delicious. Sounds Ooh. delicious. Ooh. Sounds lovely. It's very refreshing, even though we are finally, it's finally not hot as dick, be, yeah. you know, as balls here. So it's almost, it's like actual fall. I'm, you know, on that side, I'm really glad we got some pool time in last weekend because that was probably the end of pool season, but there we go. Um, all right. So we've got some yellow wide coolers. Uh, Chuck has obviously got the hots for Becky, like obvs for real. Yeah, but she's too too busy, distracted, fangirling over Sam still. Um, Has she moved Dean... past fangirling? I think at this point she's just straight up stalking. <sighs> but yeah, maybe. Pro yeah, because after I mean, you she get stole to know Chuck's after phone you... to text <laughs> to text them oh. to come, but all, that which is don't do that. That is not a good move, ladies or men. Don't, don't 
that's creepy. No subterfuge is not a good way to get your man. But after you have met your your idols, your fans, and you become friends mm-hmm. with them, then it does this. So is it still fangirling? It's different. I don't it's different. Know. That's true. That's a valid point. Uh, anyways, so um, they're the brothers are mad. They're like, we don't have time for this shit. We've got stuff to do, and um. He's like, you know, and then they're like, you can't write these fucking books. We don't, can't deal with this shit. And Chuck's like, well, how do I fucking survive? Because I need, I, I need eat. to like eat and have a roof over my head and shit. And I'm a prophet. I don't ask to be a prophet. Like, gotta make no. my money somehow. There's no yeah. angel money coming. Like, he's not on God's payroll. Nope, he's not. So they're they're all dealing with that. And he's like, well, I got to find something to do until the world ends. And these are all I have. But then there's a scream. <gasps> what happened? Oh no. They run upstairs and he, Chuck tries to get him to stop because he knows what I think is that all of us have pieced together, that this is part of the great hunt that they are, that is planned as part of the convention. So they can all LARP a hunt. But our brothers are just so our Winchester brothers are just used to running after someone screaming, so they go. Good, good for them. Good for them. But the maid, so there's a maid or a woman dressed like a hotel maid saying she saw a ghost, and uh, there's a bunch of the other convention people all in their, you know, in their costumes, their LARPing outfits, whatever. Um, They're cosplaying. And- that's the word I was lost. Thank you. You knew what I was going for. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she's like, I saw a woman in an old time dress like a school marm. And uh, she's kind of giddy, though. She's not really good at telling the story <laughs> at all because she's going to tell a terrifying tale of terror. Not a terrifying tale of terror. No. <sighs> and this is when our brothers realize that this is part of the game. And so they leave. Yep. And then Becky is just very excited that the LARPing has started. And she hands okay. them like a whole like sheet about this is how the hunt is and what you're doing. And in it, it says, Dad's journal, Dear Sam and Dean, this hotel is haunted. You must hunt down the ghost, interview witnesses, discover clues, and find the bones. First team to do so wins a $50 gift card to Sizzler. Love, Dad. Sizzler. Yeah. Uh, Dude, so and I ask this all the time, and I just are scissors. Do they still exist? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I kind of want Sizzler. I don't. I, I know it's terrible, I, but I kind of want to go to Sizzler. No, I'm like, man, I've been. I've only. I mean, I went to like one ever in my life as I like when I was young. But I'm like, there's this really like good like where it's like that cafeteria style steakhouse down the street from my house, and I'm like, do I want? That might be dinner. I don't know. I'm like, that sounds delicious. It sounds very exciting. Yeah. And Becky anyway, can say so, ours shoe in to win the to win this contest. Oh, of course. Of course. So we see uh a group of the cosplayers, the attendees, all in their FBI outfits, as I call them now. <laughs> and um they are Basically talking to the fake hotel manager. That's the role that the, that this guy, the MC is playing to give them the backstory about the hotel. Let's say that was once an orphanage and there's the evil spirit of Leticia Gore and torturing um, little boys. 
to torture to kill children and they're all as they are in their fbi outfits and they have their fake badges they're also doing fake musicians so there's a Lennon, there's a mccartney which i think is great and sam and dean just think that this sucks they are not entertained at all at all but we cut to um the guy that was dressed as dean from the intro him and another guy there's two um one's one's as dressed as dean one's dressed as sam uh their names are damien and barnes but my notes say fake dean and fake sam so i'm gonna have to like see how it works out we'll call them whatever the fuck we want to call them yeah uh oh i'm not to them i jumped ahead but they're they're in the mix too they're very excited to be playing this game but we see this other guy is alone walking down a hallway with his emf reader and he's like uh, we see this actress and jump it's out. adorable it is, it is so cute i love this and i really think everybody should make these it's just a little cardboard box and yep. it has a little 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 arrow on it with a little thumbtack mm-hmm. and it just points and he's just like oh emf is going crazy going crazy he just had to say it he wanted to be able to say the line and we get an actress that jumps out and she's like i mean old letitia Bogor. they buried me in the basement not and then super he, convincing. Not super convincing. And then he hits her with a Nerf rifle, which I assume was yes. supposed to be a salt pellet. Yes, it's pretty funny. But he gets mad that she doesn't vanish. <laughs> like, what the fuck? She's like, uh, what? Um, yeah. So we, um, yeah. So, and he's on the phone with his like guy that his, his partner because he's supposed to be a quote unquote. Yeah, I couldn't tell if he was he's talking with his partner. Or if he was fake talking, like if he was just like pretending to talk, like not even like talking to his friend, just like that into his LARP that he was like, yeah, whoa, he was, he was LARPing so hard. He was having a fake phone call with fake Dean Mm -hmm. because that's a level. I don't know if I can. (laughs) All right. Um, But then while he's on the phone, he comes around a corner and there's a little boy appears and saying, help us. And then it vanishes. And so he's concerned about it being part of the game. And he runs and yells away. Yell, runs and yells away. Yells and runs away. Um, but then I he gets he really can... excited about it. He's yeah. just like, oh, it's awesome. And then he gets thrown around awesome. the room. Then it's not awesome at all. And we that see. That's also the... awesome. Well, yeah. We see the actual ghost of Letitia Gore. And she's calling him naughty. And then she, after she flings him around the room, she drops him. Naughty, naughty, naughty. That's mm-hmm. the, what the ghost says. Naughty, yes. naughty, 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 naughty. That's what they chose. <sighs> yep. So back at the bar. Also, oh, also, I did get a text message after Diana watched this, and that apparently I was in trouble for not warning her about the ghost children. Yeah, hold on a minute. I know how excited you were about this episode, and you fucking hate ghost children. There's a lot of ghost children in this episode. Yeah, they're not sad ghost children. They're kind of evil. They're fine. They're fine. <sighs> I was upset. I'm just saying. They they're just, they're not. They're not. Yeah, they're, they are creepy, but in a way that I kind of think is adorable. So <laughs> that's <we> distressing. Go- <laughs> so we go to the sh- this interior. The go back to the hotel bar to assign to shots being poured. A really good, really good shot of shots. Shot, yes. Shot. Anyways, uh, and Dean's trying to pick up the actress playing 
the ghost of Letitia Gore. And he is throwing out some terrible lines. And she has just been apparently hit on by these boys all day. And I'm very surprised any of these boys felt they could talk to a woman. So, but then she like actually looks up and she sees who Dean is. And I think it's just like, meh. You're good. You're, good. Like you're, you're hot enough. I can put this LARPing shit aside. Uh, I do like the her comment though. She's like, "Yeah, I've heard it seventeen times from dudes in a MacGyver jacket." From dudes in MacGyver jackets. <laughs> oh, I was like, "Oh, she just insulted Dean's jacket." There you go. Anyways, um, so at this point though, they, they finally when she realized, like, she's like, "Oh, hey, never mind. This guy's different." Um, the, the young man that saw the actual ghost is yelling to his friend about seeing a real live ghost. So now the brothers are like, "Mm, maybe, and they're like, this isn't part of the game. And they're like, oh no. Okay. This is actual. And they think we're playing the game meta levels, meta levels. Um, so the, Brothers are like, all right, we're going to run our normal script. Fuck the game. Fuck how this all works. We're going to go to the actual employees of the hotel and ask them what the fuck's up and slip them money. Like you do. Because other, I also love this. And I know we'll get to him and, and casting couch because I don't remember. I can't wait for you to tell me who he is. But the person who plays the manager, like he's such... This role is made for him. He's so good in it. And I love his attitude. It's just like, no, I don't have time for you freaking kids until they're like, how about a $50 bill? And he's like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm going to tell you everything. Yeah. And he does. Uh, So they learn about the actual background of the hotel. And he's like, yeah. Yes, it was the orphanage. Yes, Letitia Gore was here. Yes, um, she killed boys in the attic. No. Yeah. So, okay, so we know, like, they chose something pretty real for to host this for authenticity's sake. Good on you. And, of course, they, they chose to do it on the same night that apparently these murders take place. Whoa. So... We're going to go up to the attic, and Dean does not have a fake EMF reader. He's a real. Because, obviously. And this attic is real weird and creepy. Because, like, here's my... I'm going to bitch. Lack of realism. Because this is supposed to be, like, this episode's kind of funny because it ties into, like, it's overlapping into the real world because there's a convention and blah, blah, blah. Anyways. I know that, like, there's, like, shitty storage in a lot of, like, buildings that you go to. And especially if it's an old building... I'm just telling you that hotel wouldn't have that fucked up attic in it with a bunch of crap and dirt in it. It may, it may be dirty, but like storage is important <laughs> in business. And I was like irritated for them. I'm like, this is not a good use of space. And that is not accurate. But that's me. There you go. It's a waste of space. However, I've watched a lot of paranormal shows and there are lots of buildings that have that crap in the attic. Uh, so, so yes, but no, it's not, it's not a good, good business practice for your hotel. Yeah. So, yeah. And they are not happy about being up in the attic. But they're like, all right, there's a, a real ghost, a bunch of dudes pretending to be us poking at it. Like, this is going to be bad. And um, we see the two, our, our fake Sam and fake Dean, Damien and Barnes. They're kind of following. And they're like, uh, we, but they keep, keep telling 
Barnes. Damien keeps John Barnes to stay in character, so it's pretty funny throughout. But stay in as, character as mm, they're on their stop way. Ruining <laughs> the game. Way, they do get another appearance. We get another appearance of our ghost child, uh, asking them for help, and <laughs> they um. Fake the fake Sam crazy. He's like, oh my god, the makeup is amazing. <laughs> it's not a ghost. It's not. A, it's not an actor. It's a ghost. Anyways, and so, yeah. And they ask the little boy where he's buried, and he points yeah. at a map on the wall, like at a painting on the wall. A painting and the, on the wall. And there's little like handprints there, and there's little creepy little kid. Hold on, the creepy little kid, bloody handprints. On the back of this this painting, and it's then they open odd. it up, and there's a map. This is stupid, but they think it's part of the game. I just think it's a terrible plot point. But really, it bothered you. I mean, it didn't make sense. There's a fucking map in the painting. It didn't make sense. Yeah, of where they're what? It's yeah, not. A, it would have been treasure like, map. Like it's no. And it like, doesn't just make like, sense. Why like, the fuck why is there a hidden? map? Like, why would a map of the grounds be hidden? That doesn't really make sense at all. Like, this is the grounds. Like, why is that a secret at all? Um, yeah. So, here we Whatever. go. Whatever. That's fair. So, um, the we've got our, our brothers are still up in the attic. And while they're up there, suddenly you hear this creepy, 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 creepy. This little boy's voice goes, my mommy loves me. And keeps saying it. And you see, they finally show him, and it's a little boy on the floor who's been scalped. Yep. And he says, my mommy loves me this much. And then he lifts up his hand, and he's got this little blood spot. Oh, it's so cute. Oh. And it's just like, so they're just like, yeah. And it's then he, not cute. Oh. And, then he, and then he blitzes out. Yeah. And then he's gone. So, um, Becky's still trying to flirt with Sam in the bar. But she does this gross thing, and I could not handle it. Were you dying when you saw this? She licks her entire hand and then blows that head. I'm like blowing a kiss at somebody. It's like, what the fuck? Becky's a freak. She's a freak, which is why, you know, she needs her own fanfic. Send me Becky fanfic. But she, oh. yeah, it's it's so, I love Becky being sexy. Because it's not, but it's also probably how I look if I'm trying to like pick somebody up. And I'm just like, <gasps> oh. And everyone's like, ew, what's she doing? And Sam's just like, uh, I don't know what to do. And Chuck's just, Becky, can't you? You were so in my bummed. pants for my phone. He's so sad. So sad. So, um, but Sam's got his, um, uh, yeah, the update about he's talked to the historical society in that one of the four boys killed by Gore was her own son. <gasps> oh, what? no. And, and she they, scalped they, her son? That's terrible. And Dean wants to deep fry this bitch extra crispy. Mm, I'm not chicken. Mm. I guess, though, I mean, we can't, I can't have chicken, but what we can do is talk about some lore. Lore. All right. So. Here is the thing. Gore, there is a place that is known as Gore Orphanage. And it is a legend in Vermilion, Ohio. So the Gore thing is real, but also it's not. 
So hopefully you're really confused right now. So I can rip this apart and tell you the legend of Gore Orphanage. So the legend says, it is said that on Gore Orphanage Road in Ohio, an orphanage burned down, killing dozens of kids inside while people watched. How it started changes from version to version. Sometimes it was a wicked old man who was named Gore and he wanted the insurance money or he just liked to burn little children like you do. Or that an orphan kicked over a lantern in a barn and that spread to the main house. And then if you go to the woods off Gore Orphanage Road, you can see ghost kids and mist and swirling lights. You can hear their screams. And those little bastard kids put handprints all over your car. What is it up with like fucking ghost kids leaving handprints on cars? It's so rude. like it or on the back of paintings apparently on the back of paintings but you know the haunted railroad tracks in san antonio when we did that we have the handprints on the car they could have also just been that i have really tiny fucking hands and it looks like a child's handprint i don't know but still like you have to wash your car and that's rude so is there any truth to this terrifying tale of terror kind of sort of not really but kind of it's still very murky so let's start with the aryan not the Aryan. There is not a Nazi in the story. There is just an Aryan. <laughs> I was like, oh, is that where we're going? Well, I mean, there. Uh, this place is really white. So, yeah, there's probably Aryans. So, Vermilion, Ohio. This mm-hmm. place is known as the crowning jewel of the south shore of Lake Erie. And first off, crowning sounds like a baby coming out of a vag. I would not use that in my town slogan. And second... MainStreetVermilion.org calls it a small town on a great lake. And as a Texan, I don't understand the Great Lakes. Like, this town is also called a village of sea captains or something like that. And there's a lighthouse and there's a beach. But it's not it's not an ocean. It's a lake. Like, how can you be a sea captain on a lake? I just, it's I don't not, understand it's a, it. It's not a sea or an ocean. So you're not a sea captain. You can be a lake but captain. they say, but the, yeah, but they <laughs> they think, and there were pirates on it, and they think it's an ocean, and I don't understand the Great Lakes at all. I don't, I don't get either. them. I don't either. I can't. I can't wrap my brain around them. Also, in this town, the day after we tape, so tomorrow, there will be the 50th annual Woolly Bear Festival, and oh, that, that has fun. the longest parade in Ohio, and also has caterpillar races. So there are people and pets that are dressed up as woolly bear caterpillars. And their tourist page is also very proud of the fact that this town still has a working soda fountain and that people sit on their porches watching boats come in at night. So clearly this town sounds boring as fuck and a great place for ghost (laughs) legends to grow because clearly nobody has anything else to do. Right. (laughs) Damn. You just went hard on this town. I did. And I actually, my, I'm going to try and maybe bribe some work people to go take pictures of this because by, I, my, lots of my coworkers live by this area and they also have heard of this legend, which I think is fantastic. So the town of Vermilion got its name from the Vermilion River and that's a tributary off of Lake Erie so in I don't know why I'm just shitting on Lake Erie I'm sure it's fine fuck the Great Lakes Great Lakes fuck are the Great stupid. Lakes man fuck them it's all about the Gulf of Mexico what the, the fuck Gulf- the Gulf of Mexico and Texas, for the record, is disgusting. It's not disgusting in other places, although, like, right now, disgusting. all of it's probably really disgusting oh, after yeah. the hurricane. But, so, 
All right, so we are in Vermil off the Vermilion River, and in that area, in the early 1800s, a man named Joseph Swift bought 400 acres in their river valley, and eventually there he built what was called the Swift Mansion, because he was Swift. So it was huge. It had 14 bedrooms and servants' quarters, a huge, huge place. But he lost all his monies. Oh, no. And the Wilbers purchased it around 1874. So this was Nicholas and his wife, Eliza, and they had some bad luck after they moved out there, including the fact that all four of their grandkids died within a six-day period of diphtheria. So they're not winning the Oregon Trail game. I mean, I think that's dysentery, but still also yeah, failing so. the Oregon Trail trip. But there are also rumors about the Wilbers because they were spiritualists. What? And this is not surprising given the time frame where they were located and also just the fact that they had family members die and that generally is a reason why people turn to the spiritualist church because they want to talk to dead people and so people are like oh no they're having seances out there but eliza may not have been completely okay she would every night set out dinner plates for the dead kids and then go tuck them into bed it's not very specific about like whether or not she was like just tucking fake things. I don't know what she was doing, but not coping. That's not a good coping. No, no. 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 I, I try. I try not to judge people's grieving, but that's not yeah, helpful, so, probably. So this, you know, adds to the rumors. Things are weird there, right? And Nicholas dies after the turn of the century, and most of what is now called Swift's Hollow was bought by a Mennonite missionary named Johann Sprunger and his wife, Katarina Sprunger. It is often noted that Katarina's last name was Sprunger before they got married. Hmm. 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 It is un unclear. People are unsure if they were cousins or brother and sister. Either way. That's fun. Not good. Not good. So before they moved to Ohio, though, they had lost two of their children. And also Johan's businesses had burned to the ground, which while sus, apparently also these tragedies drove them deep into the arms of Jesus. And so when they moved to Ohio, they built the Light and Hope Orphanage in Swift's Hollow, and they built four buildings for the orphanage, and the kids did not sleep in the mansion, though. They built, like, buildings for them, so they didn't want to, I don't know. The mansion's, like, starting to fall apart. They're weird. There's also stories of it being, well, an orphanage in the late 1800s, early 1900s, and terrible, and the kids were beaten, and they were dirty, and it was unhygienic, and they ran away a lot because it was an orphanage. And probably right. shitty, right? I feel it, I feel like that adoptions weren't happening very frequently in that time period. Probably not. They were probably just kids that were there to work farms. That's probably my guess. But also, the orphanage did not last last long. In 1911, the Reverend had a stroke and died, and the orphanage closed for good about four years later. And most of the buildings burned down, but no kids were ever burned in it. But okay. being, like I said earlier, this is a place with fuck all to do, even as early as the 1900s, people started saying that the woods were haunted by ghosts of kids who died in a fire. And one of the theories is that there the fire really, that didn't kill any kids, the fire that didn't kill any kids. There were fires, but the fires didn't kill any kids. 
But in 1908 in Cleveland, which was not far from there, I mean, far in those times, but, you know, in today's, I think it's like 45 minutes or something. Uh, In 1908, there was a fire in Cleveland and 172 children died in that. And that was not an orphanage. It was a school. And it was a really terrible story. But they think that maybe those things started getting twisted just in like the telephone game of urban legends. Right. Yeah. So as the buildings disintegrated, the stories grew. And even while they tried to revive the Swift Mansion, somebody burned it down in 1923. So now if you go out into the woods on Gore Orphanage Road, and there is a road there that says Gore Orphanage, you can see the burnt out remnants of the buildings. And it's really creepy because there's burnt out remnants of a building. Because that's creepy that's, in the woods. It's, it's just it's creepy. that's just fucking creepy. And there are graves there, right? Because those kids and other people did die in the mansion, but they just died because they were sick. They don't think anybody was actually murdered there. Whatever. So, but people really do see shit in the woods, and there are paranormal investigators who go out there and have recorded screams and all sorts of things. But also, it's the woods. Spooky shit happens in the woods. Like that's just, just yeah. Anytime in the woods, it's creepy. So. In the end, there was never anybody named Gore. A Gore is actually a triangle shape, and that is what the road to the Swift's mansion looked like. So they named it Gore. And so for a while, it was just Gore Road. Then somebody added orphanage to it later because it came associated with the Sprunger Orphanage. And so is this story true? No, but kind of, right? Isn't that great? And I will say this legend is still embraced by the town. The Brown Helm Historical Association will present the history of Swiss Hollows and the real story of the legend of Gorf Orphanage on Wednesday, October 5th. But that'll be after this episode comes out. So you'll have missed it and you'll have to go next year. So, but if you're in Familian, go check it out. That's, That's the story of Gore Orphanage. Wow. Have you been to Ohio? I have been through it. I stayed one night on my way to New York when I was moving there. Uh, went to a very nice drag bar. Shocking. I, I have not. My mom went to college there, though. No, my boss keeps trying to lure me there. Um, I, I think that has just started. I assume it will continue. The first the first sign was when after we met uh, Erlene, and he told me there was no snakes in Ohio. Is that like, I don't, I don't know no, if I believe that. <laughs> there are no cats in America and the streets are lined with cheese. That's where my brain goes when he's like, no, there's no snakes in Ohio. I don't believe that. You went to Fievel. I did. You're welcome. Is that Fievel goes west or is that just? Fievel, the first one. Okay. Um, the really sweet nighttime song is from Fievel goes west. Oh, on a fucking tangent because we did not talk about the beginning. I watched the fucking Munsters. Oh, maybe we'll just move <gasps> this to the beginning. I finally made it through it and. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I have, I'm going to have to, I feel like I'm missing something. I feel like Rob Zombie has like messages in there that I'm not understanding. I, I, a lot of people, I have not watched it yet, but I'm hearing not great. And people have, a lot of people not even making it through. I had to start, I, it's just, I had to, I stopped it and then started it's again. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't know. I have no idea. I, I, 
maybe we should talk about this because I have no idea what to say about it, but I would recommend that everyone go watch the monsters so everyone can suffer through it. And then I'll sit there and wonder what the fuck am I missing? Because there's all this cute psychobilly stuff and things in there that I think are great, but I don't Mm -hmm. understand it. I don't know. I don't know why Herman is a psychobilly all of a sudden. Like, I mean, he was like a rocker, but it's a very big part of the story. It's very big. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I don't, I don't know. I know. All right. So that, that tangent's done. Um, Cause I just I'm had to talk. I don't want to be bummed about it. Anyways. That's I had to, I had to tell somebody I was traumatized. Okay. So that is the tale of what happened at the, gore mansion which is what this was based on but not really but also that was a not really so it's just a it's loosely based on a false story sure (laughs) right we go with that we go with that so sam and dean at this point though uh they have realized that our friends are looking at a map yeah, and they're like, "What the fuck?" So they're gonna go try to get this, and they're and our our fake Sam and Dean, Damien and Barnes, they think it's all part of the game. They think they've just got the leg up, and they're fucking winning this shit. And our um, real Sam and Dean are like, "This is Dean is not playing. Let's just say he is not amused by the role play at all." But they are doing a pretty good job at role playing, so it's kind of funny to watch the interaction. The gun, I was, I, the gun thing good. was. It was funny. something. It was, it was hilarious, yeah. but it was also like Dean. I, I do also love the same same reaction. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like there was both of that. So no, it was great. But they um, yeah, they so they agree to work together. And but then but of course the fake the our cosplayers are the one they want. They've got to negotiate because they want that fucking Sizzler gift card. They want that, that is- Sizzler gift card, and you have to and you have to be Bobby and Rufus, <sighs> which is hilarious, but. Anyway, so um, they they go on a mission and they're talking about, you know, the fake Sam and fake Dean are going on about following dad's footsteps and blah, 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 blah. And uh, Dean just finally snaps. He's like, why would you choose to be these guys? He's like, the story sucks. You know, it's not, it's, it's, a, it's not entertaining. It's, you know, it's pain for your, it's not for your own amusement is his whole basic stance. And, um, would they, you know, would you, if it was you, would you appreciate being treated like circus freaks? And they're like, <laughs> Damien's like, um, I don't, I don't think they would care because they're fictional characters. <laughs> and I think that's where it kind of dawns on Dean, like to like, it's weird. And I'm sure it'd be super fucking weird, but like these people don't think they're imitating real life people. They think it's all fiction. Yeah, of course they do. They they don't well, they don't believe that supernatural is real. No. So, anyways, uh, yeah, I just thought it was really funny. Uh, it is, and so Sam's just like uh, he takes the story really seriously, <laughs> and so they just have their flashlights and they're just tromping through the cemetery, and they find the four boys and they find Letitia. Yes, and so um, Dean. Points pulls out the shovel because he's like, yeah, the bones are in the ground, and this fake uh, Damien and Barnes are not into this. They're like, the fuck? That's that's a lot more than like a game to dig up a grave. But like, shouldn't the bones just be lying like on the ground so we can pick them up? But nope, nope they they are in. Okay, we're gonna mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. digging up a digging up a grave. Okay, 
yeah at least they committed they committed to this yeah and 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 then they see the skeleton when they get the grave up and it's like oh that's not plastic this is a real grave and sam and dean are like duh we've been trying to fucking tell you this shit and kind of but not really but implying it and they're just but our our fakes our fake sam and dean are very upset they're like um hunters are not real this is y'all have y'all have lost your shit this is not not right and um but then we get an appearance by a good old ghost Letitia Gore. Naughty, naughty, naughty. Mm-hmm. And then she attacks our, our Damien and Barnes, our fake Dean and Sam. So um, at that point, they're able to burn the bones, but that kind of right just in time as she's attacking them. And that's really what kind of like, I guess, convinces them that this, this shit's real. Shit's real. Shit is real. And so we're going to switch to a shot, which is the same shot of before of liquor being poured into a shot glass. But this mm-hmm. time it's for our new friends. It is our new friends. They need drinks after after that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Damien needs a shot. Um, and uh, and now we've got our Sam and Dean kind of commiserating with them, though, because I think the interesting element in this, too, is that we saw like we see like the, you know, Dean's like, y'all don't understand. This is all terrible. And now they're like, oh, yeah, this is awful. You know, it was pretty bad. And then um, fake, <laughs> fake Damien was like, how did y'all know how to do that? And Sam's like, I read the books, like <laughs> to burn the bones, which I thought was just a funny aside. Good cover. Um, so they think that they're going to leave because they're done because they defeated Letitia Gore. But wait. wait. But what is it ever over when you leave, guys? Because every time that you leave, you have to come back because it's not complete. And so as they pass by Chuck and they tell Dean tells him they tell them good luck with the books and also screw you very much. And mm-hmm. then they go to the doors and they won't open. Oh locked. No. Every and you hear exit. a scream. And you hear a scream. And um it's the Letitia Gore actress and she sees a little boy with the wound on his head sitting on the floor and he's asking why they sent mommy away uh oh what and Dean's like uh because of the high and tight she gave me I was like oh no that's dark um and he says mommy didn't do this and disappears well fuck oops then we see Fritz from earlier, who has an oh yeah, hot original supernatural bring us more creepy children. Sigh. Which is Which funny. Is, yeah, that is hilarious. So, uh, yeah. So uh, he sees the creepy boy, the three boys, three ghost boys, and um, so they're they're in the hallway, but they say Miss wouldn't let them have any fun, but she's gone. And now we can have all kinds of fun. And they pull out fucking knives. Because these are terrifying, evil little boys. <laughs> right? Or Liz called them cute. I'm just saying. They're adorable. Oh, my God. I also just love the idea of these little actor boys. Like, the real actor boys who are in their makeups. And just being like, now you get to play with knives. This had to be, like, the best day. That's like, yeah. maybe, like, two of the kids are like, okay, this is fine. And then one of the kids was like, fuck so yeah! I get a knife! And so Fritz is just like, ah, y'all look nothing like real ghosts. Just telling you. And Guten Himmel! Which is what he yells from the, from the, which means God in heaven, I believe. And then they scalp him. 
Oh, he had a lot of hair too. Yeah. So, um, we see in the hotel uh, convention room, Chuck is finishing up a panel. He's like, all right, finally going to wrap it up. But Sam runs up and is like, you have to keep everybody in here now. And it, it, for as long as it takes, just keep fucking talking. And he's like, ah, oh, shit. And they you see a lot of, um, you know, Dean's pulling everybody else from the hotel in and they're pouring salt to contain the room. Um, so Chuck's just like, ooh, how do you feel about angels? Which is funny because it's like, oh my gosh. Um, and so now they're trying to piece back together what happened. And they figure out that the boys must have been the evil ones and they are being kept in check by Letitia Gore. But now they've gotten rid of her and they can't get back to the cemetery to burn their bones. And they and now like the only thing they were scared of was Letitia. Miss Gore. Yeah. And one thing I have, how did Letitia die? I think they killed her was the idea. But then then why would she be afraid of, they'd be afraid of her if they killed her? If they killed her. And why would they be dead too? I don't know. It's very confusing. I don't understand this at all. It makes no sense. Murder, suicide? I don't know. I'm just throwing like shit. Maybe, maybe she killed the boys to protect the son and then the town killed her. For being a murderess? I bet that's probably what they would want to imply. Sure. Okay, we sure. solved the story. That is what happened. Yay. Okay. Woohoo! So they are going to try and get the other Gore, Letitia Gore, the, on board. But the actress. She, but she's not yes. an actress. No, she's a Hooters girl in Toledo. <laughs> no, I want Hooters. Oh, they have such good wings. I like them. And their popcorn shrimp. Oh, so good. Really? I've never had this. It's just basically um, shrimp and buffalo wing sauce, which means like I'm it's like it's a buffalo wing sauce with fried stuff underneath it, Damn. and then you dip it in ranch. And they're little, so it pretty much is just a delivery system for ranch. I'm, I'm I'm on board with these things. Yep, yep. Ranch and buffalo sauce. I love I love it. Though I prefer blue cheese, but maybe not with shrimp. Anyways, um, so. They're like, all right, let's, they, they go to get her and they're like, look, this is, this is important. And then we've got our fake Sam and Dean, Damien and Barnes are like, uh, no, we know some shit's fucked. Let's help too. And if people are in trouble, that's what we want to, we want to be, we want to help because it's what Sam and Dean would do. Oh, so we cut to Chuck who is saying there is no Croatoan virus. We're down there and you should see a doctor. <laughs> Oh, there's not a Croto in STD. Okay. Uh, so now we've got our actress Letitia in this and goes into the study and she's fucking terrified, but they've talked her into it. And Dean's in the doorway watching her and she's going to call to the boys and, and it works. They appear and she tells them they're naughty and they need to open the doors. And Sam and the two, um, Damon and Barnes are trying to push a door open. And I was dying because they were like watching this. And then her fucking phone goes off playing ring-a-ling by miss 86 and uh and classic and that gives her away as not the real leticia uh-oh so they have to run you're being naughty oh yeah so she runs and um we see our um that the damien and barnes did get managed to get out of the hotel and they are at the cemetery and they are digging up graves and talking about how the books made digging up graves seem easy but it's not 
which is something we talked about on this show before too. Yeah, and they're like, I'm gonna throw up. But and again, why didn't they burn these graves earlier? Like you were out there, like you should have taken care of all of them. Like why didn't you? Like the other ones were ghosts too. Like why did you only burn Letitia's? I don't know. That was a weird choice. They already knew that all the all of them had been seen, but whatever. Um, and Dean's about to get fucking scalped though by these little by these little shits. They're kicking Dean's ass. Yeah, big time. And so um, Sam Sam enters and is able to use a, a fireplace poker to make them dissipate. Uh, but then he starts getting thrown around. Chuck's telling stories though in in the, in the keeping room. people entertained. <laughs> Including that he fell in love at 16. That's also when he lost his virginity. Yeah. And his personal story. And finally, like, the hotel, like, the actual hotel staff are like, we, we're leaving. This is dumb. We're I out. don't have any booze. Why the fuck am I in here? Like, I would right? never sit there without, yeah, that seems a terrible thing to sit through sober. And so Chuck yells at him. He's like, no, you're not opening the door. But he breaks the salt line. And we see little boy appear with a knife. And everybody's shocked, freaking out. But Chuck runs up and uses the mic stand to swing at him. And the, the ghost dissipates. It's pretty pretty cool. And Becky's turned the fuck on. Yeah, she gets very manly. I was like, I said no one leaves, damn it. Now somebody salt this door. And Becky. Yes. She's, He's so she, manly. She oh, is Chuck. steamy. Steamy, steamy. Also, um, Becky, you should know you have a better chance with Chuck. I mean, you should just know that. Yeah. So um, we've got our uh, we've got the ongoing fight happening with Sam and Dean and Ghost Boys. We've got um, the uh, Damien fake Dean fighting with a Zippo, and then it's real, real close. But of course, just in time. Dramatic tension. Damien and Barnes are able to burn the bones. Woohoo! Yay! Of course they are. Of course they are. And Dean picks up the poker and he says, "You know, maybe that guy was right. Maybe we should put these things on a bungee." Pretty funny. Good. It was yep. a good callback. Good callback in writing. I appreciate one of those. So we see it's the next morning now. We see the police are there and they're rolling out a body bag. Poor Fritz. Um, and, um, Dean's thanking Barnes and Damien and, um, intros him, Dean introduces himself as the real Dean, but they laugh about it. So now they know that hunting is real and ghosts are real, but they still don't believe that Sam and Dean are real, which I thought was an interesting, like, I mean, I guess like you can, there's only so much like wildness to accept, I guess in one moment. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 they got what they could. Yeah. So, but, um, Damien gives a really cool little talk because we, you know, earlier when Dean was questioning uh, why they liked the story so much, Dean's like, "Look, you're wrong. It, you know, it, it. You don't. You don't get what the story's about. It's like, you know, in our day jobs. Like we sell stereo equipment, fix copiers, but we think, you know, we think that our lives suck. But Sam and Dean get to wake up and they save the world. They have a brother who would die for them. Who wouldn't want that?" Um, oh, it's I, just very sweet. It's very sweet. Very. And Dean sweet. takes this in. It's kind of, a, a, I think, a pivoting, like a, a light bulb. Oh, yeah, I need yeah. to have some gratitude for my life. And then he turns to them and he says, oh, you know, you don't make a bad team yourselves. You know, how how did you two meet? Mm-hmm. 
They're more than friends. They're partners. They're holding hands. So they were a couple all along. They were a couple all along. They met in a supernatural chat room. And because of this, it was actually nominated for a GLAAD award. But, yeah, they wouldn't use supernatural. It was adorable. Ah, it was. And, um, yeah. So now we got that cute little sweet wrap up. Now Becky has to come tell Sam. They're over. They're over. And she's just got to. She found Chuck. She and their chemistry Chuck. was like a monkey on the sun. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I've never I heard do, that. No, I don't think before. that's a thing. It's not a thing. That's not a thing, Bucky. <laughs> it's not a no, thing. it's not. And it, but it's also a very good way to break up with someone that you weren't with because Sam is also confused by a monkey on the sun, and probably distracted by the distracted. fact that he's broken by someone he was not with. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Um. But they they tell Chuck that he can keep publishing his book. And he's like, really? He gets all excited. They're like, no, not really. We have guns and we'll find you. <laughs> and I really like that. That was a great line. And I, I do also kind of want to put that on a shirt. No, really. I have guns and I will find you. Yeah. yeah. But anyways. Sure. So, but then as they're leaving, Becky stops them. And she's like, hey, you know that Bella didn't give the cult to Lilith after all. And she gave it to Crowley and they're like wait what the fuck didn't you and, read the books and she so and she's like yeah Chuck's uh, Chuck forgot because he's not as big of a fan which is just a funny line you throw away line but funny but Sam's like all right tell me everything and Dean goes is waiting at baby right so <sighs> Bella gave the cult to Lilith's right hand man and maybe her lover Crowley mm-hmm. and you see Liz's face as she says the word Crowley. I know she's excited. I'm aware that there's a I'm character about named Crowley. To fucking burst. I'm I also you know, kind of sad that we, we're going to, it's going to be a while before we can talk about what happens. But I don't know if Crowley shows in the next episode. Spoiler alert. He does. He does. Carves the next episode. Oh, oh, new, oh. I guess we had a new major character. That's exciting. It is okay. exciting. I'll spoil that one for you. Uh, so. And Dean is just kind of looking like very happy and satisfied in the moment in his life, which I do really appreciate. And Sam walks up and it's like, gotta lead in the cult, man. Mm-hmm. And we get some funny outtakes with Chuck continue with what he was stuck saying when he was trying to stall for time. Yep, yep. Uh, so some of the good ones. I, I had a huge crush on Nancy McKeon, who played Joe in The Facts of Life. I must have written her 40 or 50 letters. She never wrote back. Actually, my favorite movie was Beaches. Hillary and Cece were just so brave, so strong. Yeah. And then there's also a reference to the way I look at it. It's not really jumping the shark. You never come back down, you know? And so there's, that, again, poking fun at themselves. Yeah. And then also in the background, you can see Sam and Dean just... Miming, shooting themselves. It's pretty funny. It was good. Pretty funny. Um, Are you ready talk- to talk about let's, some let's, some peoples? Yeah, let's talk about some people. Um, do casting couch time. Casting couch. It's the casting couch. Were they on that show that time with that guy? La, 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 la. Uh, so, um, Damien, aka fake Dean in my notes, uh, was played by 
Devin Rattay. Uh, he is Tinfoil Kevin in The Tick, uh, the TV show. He was Pulaski in the R.I.P.D. movie. Um, he was also a child actor, too notable. He's been in a bunch of stuff, too, other stuff, too, but two notable child actor roles. Buzz in Home Alone and Ronnie in Little Monsters. Ooh, I need to uh, watch then, Little Monsters. That doesn't mean a good Halloween. It's spooky season. Not that it's not spooky season every day in my house, but right. there's more the oppress- extra spooky There's season. extra spooky season. So I haven't watched Little Monsters in forever. Little tiny Fred Savage. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and Hocus so, Pocus 2 is out too. I haven't watched that yet. I know. I, I'm, <clears throat> I won't tell you that I'm hearing mixed reviews. No! Um, no! Barnes, a.k.a. Fake Sam. I knew you're, I know how much you love it, so I didn't want to tell you. A.k.a. Fake Sam is Ernie Greenwald. He's just been a bunch of TV shows, like character actor, and um, just a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of stuff. And then the act, the Letitia Gore actress, so the woman that was the, that was actually there. Um, Hooters. That's, Hooters girl. Yes, Hooters, Hooters girl. Yan K. Crystal Lore is her name. And she is... Um, she was Ashlyn in Final Destination 3. She had a bit part in Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> uh, she's Zoe in Hot Tub Time Machine. She's been, there's a series of TV movies called Sign Sealed Delivered. They've got like 12 movies deep. She's Rita in that series. And then she was in another TV movie called, as Maggie, called Christmas at Dollywood. Christmas at Dollywood. I, I know. Like, we have to look that one up. I'm like, oh, we might have to watch that one. And then um, our LARP maid, that's the one who did the terrifying terror tales, uh, it was Kayla Djorkson. She was um, Angela the Wedding Planner in uh, To All the Boys uh, Always and Forever, which is that series on Netflix. And I actually really like it. So there you go. And then she's Mrs. Anderson in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Uh, our hotel manager, John Shaw, that you were commenting on earlier, uh, he's been in just like a gazillion TV shows. And so you very recognizable face. He was Doug in The Watchmen. He was Daniel Lafferty in Happy Gilmore and Charles Botts in the Little Woman episode uh, movie that came out in the 90s. So that movie's yeah. awful. Yeah, it is. Um, and then our convention host. Um, was Jonathan Bruce. He has two roles that I would like to note. My, we're going Christmas. Elf. He is the biker in Elf, which is hilarious to me because it's a very minute part, but it's really cute. And then also is the fat angel, not my words, it's actually the casting note, in It's a Very Merry Muppet Christmas Movie. Oh. So there you go. That was quite exciting. Yeah. yeah. So we got some some cool people in this in this episode. It's a fun one for sure. We've already covered obviously Chuck and Becky, so that's why I didn't backtrack, but um, I think we know who they are. Yes. We do. Yes, we do. Yeah, so there was obviously plot holes that we pointed out a lot in this and just the things that just didn't get really tied up or were unnecessary, but it was a super fun episode though. I think you get a lot of leeway when your central focus is on something else. For because sure. this is not like, oh, we really care about the why that painting the monster. The yeah, why that painting is on the wall and has a map because there's people dressed as Ash. Right. I yeah. do enjoy people dressed as Ash. It was it was definitely entertaining. There was the, the looking trying to like look back and be like, oh, from that episode, from that episode, from that episode. That's pretty fun. 
It's for also real. fun if you think about this is season five, right? right. So even at the and at the cons we've been going to cosplay for this these cons is less than mm-hmm. I've seen at other types of cons. So, but there are there were specific things I know we saw people dressed as that like even like Misha or the people were like, What the fuck are you? Right. <laughs> but like what? But to think I about like way deep. <laughs> but go being in the costume department here going, Okay, this is fun. I get to figure out how to make my characters into something that was a cosplay version of it. So how would I make this character at home with my flex foam? Yeah. That's cool. I appreciate yep. that. And it's also, yep. And I enjoy, uh, I enjoy Becky, obviously. And so, and I enjoyed this Chuck as well. So the kind of Becky Chuck dynamic, I think is great. It, there was just, it was a very okay. pithy episode. The, the lines are really good. And yeah, they went, they made it, they put themselves in a fucking supernatural con. Who does that? It's brilliant. Um, and then I know I was kind of wishy-washy on Becky. I know you were like, you're all in. And I was like, fine. I guess it drives this episode, whatever. But like, I, this was, she was really fun in this one. And it kind of, kind you're of start, Becky's growing on you, isn't she? She is. As long as she never licks her hand and blows it at me. Cause that's fucking terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> magic magic of television you don't know if i'm actually licking my hand uh, and also the uh, the people who are listening audio. to this in the audio have no idea no that idea. actually you damn well know that i'm licking my hand and pointing at do you know, you don't need a camera to know that's what's happening is that diana said this really grosses me out so i immediately start doing it because you don't give your friends that kind of ammunition you just don't tell them what you hate it's too much power it is and I, I cannot be handed that kind of power Okay. So with that, yay. We're still in a not a bummer episode. Yes. This is like two oh, episodes in a row of not a bummer. We'll see if the streak oh, we needed can, that. We'll see if the streak can continue. I feel like you know there's been zero days since his ac- you know, since there was an accident. It's been a zero you know, it's been zero episodes since we went to Bummerland. Mm. All right. So with now, that now I'm concerned about the next one. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Here we go. Uh, Alright, so with that, alright, cheers, Dirk. Cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Get It production. Meow. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us at Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share with all your friends. We're at all your favorite podcast outlets and at devilstrappodcast.com. I'm Babe. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Devil's Trap Podcast.